What's going on guys? Welcome to Everything Always. My name is Michael Roman. Now I know it feels like an eon since we saw the last Avengers film and in fact it's been almost a full two years by the time Black Widow comes out. It will be. And this past weekend for the WandaVision press tour, Kevin Feige did a ton of interviews, answered a ton of questions and details about what's coming up in the MCU. On top of the Spider-Verse in Spider-Man 3 and the X-Men buildup in the beginning of Marvel Phase 4, he was asked pointedly about Avengers 5 and whether or not we would ever get that movie in the MCU. We're going to break down exactly what he said during that interview about that upcoming film and speculate just a little bit as to when we think that might actually come. But first, if you could grab the subscribe button. We're still giving away a PlayStation 5 at 800,000 subscribers. We're a couple days away from announcing the new prizes here at the channel. All you have to do to be entered to win, hit that subscribe button, then leave a comment down below. And if you want, stick around at the end of the video. We'll get into all the giveaway stuff again there. So as I mentioned in the prologue, and obviously over the last couple of days, you guys have started to see all of the answers Kevin Feige gave this weekend during interviews for WandaVision. In the most recent one with IGN, they asked after Avengers Endgame in 4 if we would ever see another Avengers film, Avengers 5, in the MCU. To which Kevin Feige had to say, quote, I would have to think so. I would have to say yes at some point, but then went on to reiterate that Marvel Phase 4 is really about the origins for the brand new characters before they team up against the new big bad. Now, IGN also pointed out that during a 2019 interview with Kevin Feige, when they asked if there would be an Avengers 5 film during Marvel Phase 4, he specifically said no, and this past weekend, Charles Murphy from Murphy's Multiverse asked Kevin Feige if he knew or could say when Marvel Phase 4 would end, to which he also said no. So although there is an Avengers 5 film coming at some point in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you shouldn't expect it in the next two, three, maybe even four or five years, as they are still announcing new projects for Marvel Phase 4. They haven't said anything about which big bad this is all going to lead to, and they won't let us know when it's even going to end. So yeah, it's going to be a while and you can expect some other team-ups along the way. We already know about the Fantastic Four and with Guardians of the Galaxy ending, there'll be another void for a huge team, perhaps the X-Men. Even rumors of something like Alpha Flight have been talked about before in the last year. Either way, and I've said this many times at the channel, you don't spend all this time and money building the Avengers into what could be the biggest cinematic and definitely the biggest superhero team brand on the face of the planet never to do another movie. They just want to go ahead and give it time to breathe, introduce other heroes and other teams first before they do another iteration of the Avengers. And as we've also talked about at the channel many times, the young Avengers are on their way and most definitely we already have the introductions of several members in just the next couple of years in shows alone. Guys, let me know all your thoughts down below. Are you already ready for Avengers 5 or would you like to see an X-Men 1 before we even get there? There's going to be plenty of time and plenty of movies for them to do this all. That's not one or the other, but they only have so many movies per year and they want to take their time and build these characters out. You can expect we're going to start to see a ton of the new members for all of the new teams over the next couple of years, but it'll be a while before we get that Avengers 5 title. Let me know all your thoughts down below and quickly, let's get into the giveaway stuff before I let you go. We're still giving away a PlayStation 5 at 800,000 subscribers, as well as announcing some brand new prizes on Friday with WandaVision's release. If you want to be entered to win any of them, all the same rules will always apply here at the channel. Hit the subscribe button because you need to be a subscriber, then leave a comment down below because it's truly random. The more videos you comment on, the better chance you have of winning to better keep up 
up with the videos, hit the notification bell with notifications turned on to keep up, and of course, if you enjoyed today's video and the rest of the content, I'd appreciate it if you'd hit the like button. My name is Michael Roman. You can find me over on Twitter and Instagram with the handle IamFires over on Spotify with original music, including the song you hear right here under all fires and streaming on twitch twitch.tv forward slash novellan there are links down in the description to all of those thanks so much for checking out the channel guys and stick around we'll be posting again real real soon as there is a ton of brand new news regarding marvel and sony movies over the next year we'll be looking out for another video today thanks a lot guys see you real soon Welcome back everyone, this is going to be my new Venom 2 teaser trailer video. This leaked online recently and is claiming a bunch of things. One, that Sony is planning on actually releasing a movie this year because they just delayed the Morbius movie, but also that Venom 2 is supposed to be rated R, so I'll talk about that. But also Kevin Feige was talking about Spider-Man 3 and Spider-Verse stuff recently and the way they're connecting Venom and all these other different movies. So there is a lot of really cool stuff happening in the background, despite the fact that 2020 was such a crap year. 2021 will hopefully be much better. There's also a lot of Spider-Man 3 stuff that's going to be happening really soon too that I'll be doing videos for. So be sure to subscribe to get all those videos if you're brand new to my channel. But not to be forgotten, the Super Bowl, still an actual thing, hoping for some big Super Bowl trailers. I know everyone's wondering where the Spider-Man 3 trailer is because it was around this time, a couple years ago in 2019, that they released the first Spider-Man Far From Home trailer, so we're due for some new footage. Sony also just announced that they delayed the Morbius movie to October. Originally, it was supposed to come out in March and sort of begin this big Spider-Verse crossover that they're weaving through all these different Sony Venom movies and the MCU Spider-Man movies. So as far as we know, good news right now is that Venom 2 still currently coming out in June. And at least for right now, it seems like that date is safe, but just don't hold your breath on anything. Depending on how worried Sony is about making money this year, they might push Venom to a PG-13 rating and they might delay it a little bit and just delay any potential Super Bowl trailer they release. So hopefully everything will work out in the next month or so. We'll actually see some footage for some actual movies that we can buy tickets for later this year. But a lot of you were also asking about what this cryptic Tom Holland Twitter post is all about. He just posted this date and everyone's wondering what it's for. The date is for Thursday and I know everybody wants him to be leaking the Spider-Man 3 trailer because that's a very Tom Holland spoiler bros thing for him to do. So what makes a joker like you want to join the United States Army for? This guy had a face like death. And every other word out of his mouth was Joker. Goddamn Joker. But what he's actually teasing, though, is the other movie that he made with the Russo brothers called Cherry. That's the trailer that they're releasing on Thursday. I might do a video for it if it feels like a slow day and there's no other big Spider-Man news going on. Robert Downey Jr. was hyping it up with the Russos and Tom Holland the other day. So if you're wondering why Robert Downey Jr. is doing all these videos with Tom Holland the past couple of days in the Russos, it's not for a Marvel movie, it's just for a separate movie that Robert Downey Jr. is helping them promote. 
in legit Spider-Man 3 Spider-Verse news, Kevin Feige just did a big round of interviews for the WandaVision series, which is dropping episodes this Friday. Of course, I'll be doing videos for that stuff. The director of WandaVision also said that he was working with the director of Spider-Man 3, John Watts, to help explain the flow of all the multiverse stuff that's happening. So apparently, in addition to setting up MCU X-Men, as well as Doctor Strange 2 Multiverse of Madness, WandaVision also helps set up Spider-Man 3. But that doesn't mean that Spider-Man is going to cameo during WandaVision or anything like that. But it does make you a little more excited about the series knowing that it's going to be connected to Spider-Man 3 and also lets you know that they are actually doing some legit Spider-Verse stuff during that. The way that Kevin Feige spoke about Spider-Man 3 in all of his interviews, though, he said that some of the rumors that people have been posting about all the Spider-Verse stuff, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, some of that's true, some of it is not true. That's just his way of covering his bases, but also confirming, yes, we're definitely doing some Spider-Verse stuff during that. That also gets into the Venom 2 Venom Spider-Man crossover that's happening later on because we have the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man suit that shows up in the Morbius trailer and the fact that Spider-Man 3 and Doctor Strange 2 Multiverse of Madness are big crossover movies. Doctor Strange, major character in Spider-Man 3, sort of like a big Avengers crossover. Spider-Man also probably going to have a cameo and crossover in Doctor Strange 2. Spider-Man 3 comes out right before Doctor Strange 2, so that's why I say those movies are probably more connected than people think that they are. So no surprise that the multiverse would play a role in how the story of Spider-Man 3 plays out. If they're saying even WandaVision is helping set up Spider-Man 3, the whole big thing with WandaVision is it just sort of sets off their big Marvel Phase 4 multiverse plot. But that also provides them with an opportunity to explain future Venom Spider-Man crossover and how that plays out, just laying the groundwork for all that to make sense because it allows Kevin Feige to avoid having to deal with a ton of Venom explainers and larger Sony-verse stuff inside the MCU if he doesn't want to. Right now, though, the big live-action Spider-Verse crossovers that we know about in Spider-Man 3, Venom 2, and the Morbius movie are starting in the Morbius movie because, at least originally, that movie was supposed to come first in all these big Spider-Man crossovers. We were supposed to see the big Spider-Man Easter eggs like Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man suit on the wall here with the words killer on it because he's been framed. Also sort of meta-referencing what was happening with Tom Holland's character at the end of Spider-Man Far From Home being framed for Mysterio's death but at the same time letting us know that the Sony Venomverse movies are connected to the Spider-Man movies, just backed up by the fact that also in the movie, Michael Keaton's Vulture character shows up in the same white prison jumpsuit that he was last seen wearing in the Spider-Man Homecoming post credit scene with the Scorpion. And apparently during that scene, when he's talking to Morbius, it's only supposed to be a cameo scene, pretty minor, but he's just supposed to be there purely for the purpose of setting up the new version of the Sinister Six team that's going to overlap between the Sony Venom movies and the MCU Spider-Man movies in the future. Then the Venom 2 movie was supposed to come after that, and even though the plot is mostly a light adaptation of the Carnage origin story, that's why they're calling it Let There Be Carnage instead of Maximum Carnage, because that is a much cooler title. Why wouldn't you call it Maximum Carnage? mostly because they're saving that story for a later sequel and an escalation of the Carnage story. But during Venom 2, in addition to doing full-blown Carnage, there was also talk of an actual Tom Holland Spider-Man cameo scene, like legit Spider-Man showing up. Nobody knew where it was supposed to happen or what it was going to look like, so everyone just kind of assumed it would be a post-credit scene stinger to set up Spider-Man Venom crossover in a later movie. Then before we learned about all the Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man 3, Spider-Verse stuff, it was assumed that at least one of the Spider-Man 3 post-credit scenes would be teasing Venom crossover. 
So there was always going to be some level of Spider-Verse that they had to invoke with all these big crossovers. It's just that now, with all the new Spider-Man 3 news and all these rumored castings, they're rolling Spider-Verse way harder than I think that anybody expected. Like, they definitely don't need to roll this hard. It was already going to be a huge movie. Mostly because there's still that whole plot with Spider-Man being doxxed by Mysterio having to clear his name, and they're already busy setting up Spider-Man vs. the Sinister Six in the MCU. So everyone just got a little worried last year when we suddenly heard about a billion other characters announced and rumored in the movie. Like Dr. Octopus, that's amazing. Wait, Electro 2? What the what? What kind of movie is this? I hope that Tom Holland's character gets a cameo. But remember, Kevin Feige said that some of the rumors are not true, which I think means that just all the other Spider-Verse stuff is mostly just really small and short cameos. Like, most of them are only a couple minutes at best, and most of the movie is still Tom Holland's Spider-Man clearing his name in an escalation of the MCU Sinister Six-related stuff. For those of you that are still getting really hyped up about Venom 2, though, just to talk more about that movie, the whole thing with their story, because they've changed so much about the carnage and the Venom origin stories already inside that first Venom movie, that was all before they had solid plans for big Tom Holland Spider-Man crossover. So even though Venom 2 isn't going to completely retcon the story of the first Venom movie, they are going to sort of retune things just a little bit creatively to make it more of a legit horror film and sort of provide the opportunity for Spider-Man to exist in this universe. That's why he doesn't have the Spider-Man symbol on his chest yet, is because they're saving that for the big Spider-Man crossover, so that after they team up, then the Venom symbiote replicates the Spider-Man symbol. But based on some of the set footage that we saw last year of them filming at a church, it does seem like they're trying to at least include aspects of the original Venom origin story that we saw play out during the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man 3 movie. I'm just waiting for like a funny Twitter post or something from Topher Grace where he jokes about waiting for the call to come back as his version of Venom. The big rumor right now though is that Sony is just waiting for Tobey Maguire to finish signing his contract before they actually start promoting all this big Spider-Verse stuff. They're going to be filming Spider-Man 3 outdoors really soon as well, so hopefully we'll actually see some more footage from the set. So whatever winds up happening, of course I'll do videos for it. But leave all your requests and your big questions about it in the comments below. My full WandaVision Episode 1 and Episode 2 video is going to post Friday. Make sure you have alerts turned on so you don't miss those. My videos for that will post just like I did for the Mandalorian Season 2 episodes every Friday. There'll be a bunch more Marvel trailers for all the Marvel Phase 4 stuff coming in the next couple of weeks too as well while WandaVision is happening. They'll use that to promote all the other stuff they're releasing later this year. While you wait for everything, click here for that brand new WandaVision Episode 1 scene and click here for that brand new Thor 4 Kevin Feige teaser. Thank you so much for watching, everyone stay safe, and I'll see you guys in the next video. going on guys welcome to everything always my name is michael roman now we're less than 48 hours away from brand new mcu content and canon and according to the numbers in analytics the hype for this show is actually tracking higher than the mandalorian but that's to be expected especially with the two-year break from last we saw far from home and avengers endgame over the last week kevin feige asked a ton of questions about the future of the mcu and one in particular who could the next big bad be where is this all 
deleting. Now, of course, he had no comment, but now via a brand new exclusive coming from the Fandom Wire, we know who it is and where he's showing up. We're going to break down Doctor Doom in the next Marvel Phase 4, talk about his appearance in the upcoming Black Panther, and speculate as to a couple of other series and franchises he's been reported to be showing up in. We're going to break down everything Doctor Doom and where this is leading, but first, if you could grab the subscribe button, we're still giving away a PlayStation 5 at 800,000 subscribers, as well as announcing a ton of new Marvel prizes this week with WandaVision's release. If you want to be entered to win, all you have to do, hit the subscribe button, then leave a comment on this video, and if you want, stick around to the end of the video, we'll get into all the giveaway stuff again there. Now, this report was published just a day ago on the fandomwire.com under the headline, Doctor Doom to debut in Black Panther 2 exclusive. We'll leave a link down to the original article in the description. They go on to report, quote, Sources have exclusively revealed to Fandom Wire and friends at Popcorn Planet that Doctor Doom is set to make his MCU debut in Ryan Coogler's Black Panther 2. Marvel's iconic Latvian villain Victor Von Doom has traditionally always been centered as the main baddie against the Fantastic Four, even appearing in every live-action Fantastic Four movie to date. But sources tell us that Kevin Feige wants to mix things up with Doctor Doom's debut in the MCU. The Marvel Cinematic Universe intends to use Doom as his own character outside of the Fantastic Four franchise to start. He will be appearing in a smaller role as the overall bad guy pulling the strings in Black Panther 2. We're also told Doom's appearance in Black Panther 2 will not just be as Victor, but in full Doctor Doom armor. To add some credence to our report, Charles Murphy had previously reported on a rumor that he heard that Doctor Doom would be the villain in the Black Panther sequel. Now, of course, when that rumor broke in about a year ago, we covered that here at the channel, and even though there is a ton to unpack in there, and we're going to get to all of it, let's start last with Charles Murphy, trusted industry insider we cover often here at the channel over at Murphy's Multiverse. Doctor Doom being the villain in the Black Panther sequel wasn't the only scoop that he had over the last year. He actually pointed directly to the next Marvel series in WandaVision. There was a small town in Georgia that they filmed in he thought might be doubling as Doomstot or Latveria and sort of exploring the roots of the origin in the region where WandaVision and her family come from. If that's the case, Doom may be introduced way earlier than Black Panther 2 and there's a couple of other franchises along the way that makes sense for him to show up in. We've also heavily rumored and reported on here at the channel that Doctor Doom could show up in two places, first of which now named Quantumania, the next installment for the Ant-Man and the Wasp franchise, and of course the Fantastic Four franchise. Both films we know are now in production and set to come out in the next two or three years over at Marvel Studios. When you add that to Black Panther and possibly even WandaVision as all putting in the pieces and setting the Easter eggs up for his future debut, there's more than enough room for them just in the earliest parts of Marvel Phase 4 to work him in slowly and give him the sort of backstory in time that he's going to need to really be a complex character. They were able to accomplish this with Thanos and just a couple of ancillary roles, some in Guardians of the Galaxy, a couple of post-credit scenes, Imagine now if they give him the time and attention over multiple movies and multiple Disney Plus franchises. By the time he becomes the ultimate big bad somewhere way down the road in Secret Wars, and we know this because he is the main antagonist in Secret Wars, then they're going to have built him out in several places and in several franchises. All of the characters will know very well who he is, unlike Thanos when he first showed up on the scene, relatively unknown to most of the Avengers, and without that false action of Thor explaining to the Guardians of the Galaxy, and of course having Gamora on the team, 
exactly who he is, then they really wouldn't have known about him at all. It's kind of crazy to think that we were so endeared to Thanos that he was such a complex character and they spent so little time explaining his motivations. If Infinity War hadn't done that, he might not have been the complex villain that he was. And then you juxtapose that to something like Loki, who was given the time, several movies, several different franchises to be introduced, and he stayed as a mainstay favorite villain over all of the MCU, so much so that he gets his own spin-off series. That's the power of attending to the backstory of a villain just a little bit, and you can bet when it comes to someone like Doctor Doom, it's going to be tenfold. That's why I'm not surprised of a report of him showing up in Black Panther 2, of his original origins possibly touched on during WandaVision, him showing up in a couple of of other spots like Ant-Man 3 or Fantastic Four. Okay, most definitely Fantastic Four, but as he's being worked in now over the next nine or 10 years, expect him to show up in a lot of places, possibly already mentioned in the MCU, not just a major antagonist against Reed Richards in the Fantastic Four, but historically has also been a villain against Iron Man, and if you think about Ant-Man 2, with the technology, him possibly the benefactor that was trying to get his hands on Pym Tech, all of that technology plays right into what Doctor Doom is as a character. It's very obvious here that Marvel wants to lead to Secret Wars down the road with Doctor Doom as the main big bad as he was in the comics in the second run for Secret Wars that we expect this will heavily draw on. It has a lot to do with the multiverse as well. Hint, hint, that's everything that Marvel Phase 4 is. Down the road somewhere here, we're going to have other villains along the way. Of course, we'll have Kang. We also know we're getting Mandarin for sure and possibly even some other others like Norman Osborn, the Sinister Six, but at the end of it all, Doctor Doom will be waiting for that iteration of Secret Wars and expect a very Thanosonian character built out in the image of Thanos where we understand his motivations, but even more so than Thanos ever was over the next, say, seven or nine years. It's a super exciting time to be a Marvel Cinematic Universe fan, and I think, quite honestly, we can expect to see Doctor Doom and Easter eggs for him show up in several places in just the next 24 months alone. Guys, let me know all your thoughts down below how hype you are for Doctor Doom and the Fantastic Four finally in the MCU and where you expect he'll first show up if not in Black Panther 2. Let me know all your thoughts and quickly let's get into the giveaway stuff before I let you go. We're still giving away a PlayStation 5 at 800,000 subscribers and in just two days with the release of WandaVision we're announcing some brand new Marvel related prizes here at the channel. If you want to be entered to win all the same rules will always apply for the future prizes as well as these. You gotta hit the subscribe button because you need to be a subscriber. Then leave a comment down below because it's truly random. The more videos you comment on, the better chance you have of winning. In order to better do that, hit the notification bell with notifications turned on to keep up with the content. Of course, if you enjoyed today's video or the other videos we do here at the channel, I'd appreciate it if you hit the like button. My name is Michael Roman. You can find me over on Instagram and Twitter under the handle I am fires. You can also find me with original music, including this song you hear here on Spotify under all fires and streaming twitch.tv forward slash novellan. There are links down in the description to all of those. Thanks so much guys and stick around. We'll be posting again real, real soon.
Welcome back to New Rockstars, I'm Eric Voss, and as WandaVision launches Marvel's next era, studio head Kevin Feige is opening up about his bigger plans, including possibly reviving Marvel Netflix names like Daredevil Matt Murdock, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and God bless this man, he did not rule it out, which I think we can count as a win! We did it! One small step by Feige, one giant leap for fan conclusions. I'm actually gonna break down exactly what Kevin Feige said because he's been a real chatty Kathy this week and we gotta read the tea leaves but I'm also gonna lay out the likeliest path for Feige to reintroduce Daredevil in the titles we now know to be in this updated MCU pipeline. Oh and before we begin go to omaze.com slash new rockstars and enter for your chance to win a PS5 and support a great cause. Okay Feige said that when it comes to reviving the Netflix Marvel heroes quote oh and I think I gotta put on a hat because this is Feige here. Well you've certainly seen what we announced at Comic-Con a year and a half ago and on Disney Investor Day a few weeks ago, so that's our focus, but I've been at Marvel long enough to never say never about anything. You better believe it, folks! Feige never, never says never! never. Oh, Darla is howling teenagers. Many fans believe that plans are already underway to feature Charlie Cox, Matt Murdock, Daredevil in Spider-Man 3, he perhaps says Peter Parker's defense attorney. Though, unlike the other Spider-Man 3 casting reports, this rumor has never been confirmed. In fact, Feige recently said, The fun thing about online speculation when it comes to our stuff is how sometimes it couldn't be more off the mark, and sometimes it's shockingly close, and that's held true for the last few years, but saying which is which would take all the fun out of everything. Also, never. Look, folks, Kevin Feige's super eager to adapt titles like Secret Invasion, Fantastic Four, Blade, so it's clear the guy intends to get around to all of it eventually. So, knowing that, what is the best way forward with all the titles we know about to introduce the Netflix Defenders Universe characters? Well, a quick reminder of my theory that the MCU tends to walk one of two paths with its titles, the Bucky Path or the Rocket Path. The Bucky Path to tell grounded stories dealing with human institutions, the Rocket path to tell cosmic stories dealing with fantasy and sci-fi themes. These Netflix Marvel characters tend to walk that Bucky path, right? They're street level. There are supernatural elements, but they rarely leave Manhattan, let alone Earth's atmosphere. So let's start with Matt Murdock Daredevil. Where's he gonna show up in MCU? Some fans hope that he will cameo in Spider-Man 3 as Peter Parker's lawyer. I am less certain though. That movie is already looking pretty stuffed. And Feige has made it clear that the movie would go more in the direction of the multiverse to bridge with Doctor Strange 2, and I don't know how much room will be left over for Peter Parker's legal troubles. I think it's more likely to see Matt Murdock appear in an episode of She-Hulk on Disney+. Plus. It's gonna be a half-hour legal action comedy with 10 episodes, giving plenty of episodic cases that could tie into the firm of Nelson and Murdock, or any number of Manhattan-based cases, which could include a mention of Kingpin Wilson Fisk, or even a title coming sooner in the MCU Phase 4. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier is coming in just two months and it is confirmed to visit the fictional Marvel setting of Madripoor, which not only has ties to Wolverine and the other mutants, but the country rests atop the head of a giant dragon that in the comics gets awakened by the Hand, also connected to the world of Daredevil. So let's be on the lookout of hand sightings, not just hand sightings, you know, the hand sightings in this Falcon Winter Soldier series, because that could be the door to Elektra, to Stick, Nobu, Daredevil, and to Iron Fist. And speaking of Iron Fist, I could see him appearing in a tournament roster 
for Shang-Chi in The Legend of the Ten Rings. I made a video before how there are a lot of warriors in the Marvel world who could appear on that lineup, but really the one I'm hoping for is Luke Cage. Why? Well, Luke Cage was incarcerated at Seagate Prison just off the coast of Georgia, which is also where, in the prime MCU, Trevor Slattery was held, and Justin Hammer, before that Agent of the Ten Rings broke out Slattery. Now, Jessica Jones, she could show up in an episode of She-Hulk as a private investigator, but I would be more interested to see her investigation skills show up to suss out humans versus scrolls in the Secret Invasion series, because she does undergo a scroll swap in those comics. Now, let's not forget Punisher, Frank Castle, a guy I hope we will see show up in Moon Knight. Moon Knight series will explore some darker themes of mental illness of Mark Spector, dissociative identity disorder, and maybe lay the groundwork for Moon Knight and maybe the Punisher to be part of an MCU Midnight Suns team-up with Doctor Strange and Blade. And again, thanks to Omaze for sponsoring this video. Omaze is a fundraising platform that gives you the chance to win once-in-a-lifetime experiences and awesome prizes while raising money for nonprofit organizations. You could win a PS5, step into the world of stunning graphics and super-fast loading speeds with the brand new gaming console that is sold out everywhere. They have got two that they are giving away. And while you do this, you will be helping support the life-changing work of My Friend's Place. They are a nonprofit that assists and inspires homeless youth to build self-sufficient lives. It's such a great cause. Other campaigns on Amaze let you enter for your chance to win a tricked out Jeep, a trip to the Maldives, or lunch with Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, and support causes like Special Olympics USA and the Thurgood Marshall College Fund. For your chance to win a PS5 and support a great cause, go to omaze.com slash new rockstars. But how will Marvel handle the casting? Charlie Cox, John Berthold, Kristen Ritter, Vincent D'Onofrio, Mike Coulter. I'm going to be really bummed if any of these names get recast. But could Feige commit to bringing over all the supporting cast from these series as well? Like, could he even do that? We're talking a lot of actors. A lot of them have moved on with their careers. If you bring over one of them, don't you kind of have to bring over a lot of them? Claire Temple, Rosario Dawson's now in orange makeup elsewhere on Disney Plus as Ahsoka Tano, working with John Favreau, who was also Foggy Nelson in a past life, come to think. And wouldn't it be kind of weird for Mike Coulter, Luke Cage, to meet Mahershala Ali Blade when that same face used to be Cornell Stokes? It's kind of a mess, right? Now, I could imagine some batshit multiverse explanation for how the MCU could cross over some Marvel Netflix actors, but not others. Like, think about it with J.K. Simmons, Jamie Foxx, Alfred Molina. Clearly, there's some kind of plans to explain how alt-universe faces are now just in the MCU. But again, going to Kevin Feige's carefully chosen words, we might be overthinking this. He might just use these upcoming titles to hint at the existence of elements from the Netflix Marvel world, but not yet commit to the characters themselves cameoing yet. This would give his fans time to just move on to new distractions. And as much as I hate it, he might recast. No! Obviously, Kevin Feige ain't afraid to do that. And not just back in phase one with Hulk and Rhodey, Feige just swapped out Emma Furman, Cassie Lang from Avengers Endgame with Catherine Newton in Ant-Man the Wasp Quantumania, and you all said nothing. So let me know what you want to happen with this. Also, you can support this channel by checking out our new latest obsession shirt called An Unusual Couple. WandaVision themed, it's got hidden Easter eggs among Vision's floating consciousness that you can only find via augmented reality on your phone. How 
did they design this? I have no idea, but I am so excited to get mine. Meanwhile, Epic Hero Shop has launched their own companion shirt with Wanda, if you care about keeping this unusual couple together, which you should. And this one also has a secret AR component. Secrets! And a reminder that Epic Hero Shop is giving away 10 PS5s. You can enter by subscribing to their YouTube channel, Epic Hero Labs, and filling out the form you'll find at epicheroshop.com giveaway. Every 10,000 subscribers, there will be a new winner announced. There's also a bunch of ways to get more entries into the giveaway at that website, so go check it out, epicheroshop.com giveaway. Follow me at EA Voss, follow New Rockstar, subscribe to New Rockstars here on YouTube. Thank you for watching. Bye! I wanted to acknowledge the devastating loss of a dear friend and member of the Marvel Studios family. Chadwick Boseman was an immensely talented actor and an inspirational individual who affected all of our lives professionally and personally. His portrayal of T'Challa the Black Panther is iconic and transcends any iteration of the character in any other medium from Marvel's past. And it's for that reason that we will not recast the character. However, to honor the legacy that Chad helped us build through his portrayal of the King of Wakanda, we want to continue to explore the world of Wakanda and all of the rich and varied characters introduced in the first film. Writer-director Ryan Coogler is hard at work on the sequel now and will bring the film to you in theaters July 8th, 2022. We've got a lot in store at Marvel Studios and Disney Plus is key to the interconnection and expansion of the MCU. It will be home for both our feature films and our series for years and years to come. Since Marvel first joined Disney back in 2009, Bob Iger's been the biggest champion of the work that we do. None of this would have been possible without his support. So it is now my pleasure to turn things back over to Bob. Welcome back, everyone. This is going to be my new Marvel Black Panther 2 movie video. Obviously, Kevin Feige has been talking a lot about what's going on with the new version of Black Panther 2 that Ryan Coogler is working on right now. So I'll explain what he said and what it means about the future of that franchise, what he's talked about the characters, what it's going to explore, how the story has changed, and how that's tied up in the future of the MCU with the other movies like Fantastic Four and Avengers 5. So if you're new to the channel, we're doing a giveaway for Disney Plus memberships because of WandaVision starting. All you have to do to enter is just be a subscriber and let me know what you want them to do with the future Black Panther movies. Because of course there will be more sequels. 
probably the biggest thing that he talks about there, the biggest revelation, is that they will not recast Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa. So there obviously will be more Black Panthers. He doesn't say that they won't have more Black Panthers. He's saying that they won't have more T'Challas. They won't bring in another actor. And in a separate video recently when he was doing WandaVision interviews, he also addressed that they wouldn't have a CG version of Chadwick Boseman. They're not going to do any kind of Star Wars Rise of Skywalker or Carrie Fisher situation where they try to rework a digital version of them into scenes with other actors. Chadwick Boseman will continue to be an important part of the story of Black Panther 2, very critical to what's actually happening with the plot, but just not in the way that you expected before. Then Kevin Feige's other big revelation is that the story will focus more on the world of Wakanda itself. So in the way the first Black Panther movie in Avengers Infinity War sort of gave us the Cliff's Notes version of Wakanda, we learned a little bit about it. There's so many different groups, different religions, different fighting forces all vying for control within Wakanda. We just saw like a brief taste of that when T'Challa was taking the throne during the first Black Panther movie. Like, are there any challengers? Then Umbaku steps up. If you haven't read any of the Black Panther comics or you've only read some of them or it's been a long time, there was actually a more recent run, I think it was volume 6 of Black Panther that Tahanakasi Coates did that was a more complex look at the structure and the inner workings of Wakandan society. So it's actually probably a good place to go to just to get the deep dive into Wakanda. You may have also seen the recent rumors that Doctor Doom might be the main villain for Black Panther 2 because there is a long, rich history between Doctor Doom in the world of Wakanda and Black Panther character in the comics, as well as a really deep connection to the Fantastic Four with the Black Panther character. In fact, if you're not a big comic book reader in general, the Black Panther character debuted for the first time in the comics in Fantastic Four number 52. And during that big Disney Plus presentation that Kevin Feige did for all the different shows and the upcoming movies, Right after he dropped this teaser for what's going on during Black Panther 2, he did the big revelation about their new version of the Fantastic Four movie. So he's mentioning new MCU Fantastic Four in Black Panther 2 in the same breath, meaning that those movies will probably share some sort of connection, at least on a surface level, even if the new Fantastic Four movie doesn't come out till a couple movies after Black Panther 2. Because Black Panther 2 is firmly summer 2022, and we're probably not going to see Fantastic Four until 2023, maybe like a year later. The big connection between Doctor Doom and Black Panther character is that just like a lot of other big Marvel villains, he wanted their vibranium. There was this big arc in the comics called Doom War where he basically takes his army of Doombots and invades Wakanda, eventually takes it over, and also tries to hijack Black Panther's connection to Boss, the Panther Goddess, where a lot of their more cosmic abilities come from. He tries to steal the powers of Black Panther's god. It is the most Doctor Doom thing that you could possibly do. That's one of the beauties of the Doctor Doom character is that he's both a man of science and a man of magic. So you could actually put him in a movie like Doctor Strange, like Doctor Strange versus Doctor Doom, and it would be really awesome. They also have a long history of teaming up in the comics. Or you could even put him up against one of the more science-based Avengers like Iron Man. Obviously, Iron Man in the present day of the MCU no longer around, but the Fantastic Four, obviously very technologically inclined group. The other big reason why that Doom War, Doctor Doom storyline is a big deal is because that's also the Black Panther arc where Shuri became a version of the Black Panther taking the mantle from T'Challa briefly. The whole connection between Black Panther and the Fantastic Four is that way back in Fantastic Four number 52, they get an invitation from Black Panther to come to Wakanda and just see this mystery land that nobody has ever been to before. When they arrive, they wind up fighting Black Panther because obviously this is comics, so if you show up with a brand new character, of course they're going to fight before they become friends. They eventually chill out and T'Challa reveals that he was just testing them and asked them here to help him deal with Ulysses Claw, who's come to try and steal their vibranium. So obviously we've already done Ulysses Claw in the Black Panther and the other Marvel movies. 
But the whole concept of vibranium is still a really important thing in the background, one of the most precious resources on planet Earth. Just because we made it through the whole Killmonger adventure with him trying to send vibranium weapons all over the Earth to arm militias to just sort of take over the planet, and we made it through Avengers Endgame, doesn't mean that everybody in the MCU is going to stop wanting vibranium. Also, with the death of Black Panther, you also have a question of who's going to take the throne. Most people would think that Shuri is going to become the next Black Panther because technically she's his successor. She's the next in line for the throne. But anybody in Wakanda can challenge for the throne. So Umbaku could challenge for the throne if he wants. And there's no way that Shuri is going to defeat him without her technology. And if you've seen their fights, they depower themselves. You can't use any special vibranium weapons. It basically has to be a knockdown, drag out fight, old school style. There's no way that Shuri could beat M'Baku in a fight like that. There was some news about casting one of the other minor villains. He could wind up being White Tiger or one of the other big Black Panther villains. There are a number of different religious cults that all worship different gods inside Wakanda. The Panther cult is just the main one that Black Panther worships. That's their connection to Boss, the Panther God. Doctor Strange is probably one of the most important characters during Marvel Phase 4 because of all this multiverse and Doctor Strange 2, Multiverse of Madness, is kind of the culmination of all that. You have characters like Doctor Voodoo, but there's also people within Wakanda that practice different kinds of magic that are a little bit different from the magic that Doctor Strange practices. Like they're more like shamans, but it's the same idea, different kinds of magic inside the MCU. And if Doctor Doom is going to wind up being one of the villains, that would be amazing if he was. They could also start to set up the idea of the Cabal in the background. Even though they're more like the evil version of the Illuminati and we haven't got to the Illuminati in the MCU yet. But now that we have the X-Men and the Fantastic Four characters, they can actually do that eventually. Strangely enough, nobody asked Kevin Feige any questions about Illuminati, but they did ask him about Avengers 5, and he's like, oh yeah, that's a pretty cool name, Avengers. Maybe we'll use it again for some movies. Like, hell yeah, we're gonna do more Avengers movies. Avengers movies for Disney are kind of like licenses to print money, so there's no way they're ever gonna stop making Avengers movies. The whole idea, though, with the Black Panther franchise is that before Chadwick Boseman passed away, he was going to become one of the linchpins of the MCU going forward into Marvel Phase 4, Phase 5, through all the X-Men, the Fantastic Four stuff, all the bigger Avengers Secret War stuff down the line. He was probably one of their most important characters next to Spider-Man. They'll be filming the Black Panther 2 movie before too long, so we'll hear more news about castings and who the villains are going to be and how they're going to invoke all these X-Men characters because around the time that Black Panther drops, around the time of the Fantastic Four movie, that's when we're going to see the transition from Marvel Phase 4 to Marvel Phase 5. And Marvel Phase 5 is really where you'll see the rebooted version of the X-Men start running around a lot. But I am expecting them to introduce a lot of Fantastic Four stuff, Easter eggs, and X-Men Easter eggs mutants before that, especially starting in the WandaVision series. My full WandaVision episode videos are going to start posting on Friday. It'll be a weekly show, so make sure you have alerts enabled for my channel so you don't miss any of those. Everyone let me know in the comments though, what do you just want them to do with the Black Panther character and their franchise going forward if we have all this big Fantastic Four and X-Men stuff spinning up into Secret Wars eventually? While you wait for everything, everyone click here for that brand new WandaVision episode 1 scene and click here for that brand new Marvel Fantastic Four teaser video. Thank you so much for watching, everyone stay safe, and I'll see you in the next video. What's going on guys? Welcome to Everything Always. My name's Michael Roman and in a stunning turn of events, the night before one of the Avengers get their own show in Scarlet Witch, 
one of the fan favorite and core Avengers, none other than Chris Evans, Steve Rogers. That's right. Captain America is reportedly returning to the MCU via a very trusted Hollywood trade. We're going to break down exactly what they said in the report about Chris Evans returning and the two projects we think he's most likely to return for given the landscape of this upcoming Marvel Phase 4 and 5. There's one particular Disney Plus series we're thinking, and no, it's not exactly just coming back as Old Man Cap for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We're going to break down everything Steve Rogers and Chris Evans return to the MCU, but first, if you could grab this subscribe button we're still giving away a playstation 5 at 800,000 subscribers if you want to be entered to win all you have to do hit the subscribe button then leave a comment down below and if you want stick around to the end of the video we'll get into all the giveaway stuff again there so breaking within the last hour from deadline one of the most trusted hollywood trades guys they don't run a story unless it has been triple and double confirmed from multiple sources and they have an excellent track record under the headline Captain America eyes return to MCU as Chris Evans nears deal to reprise his role in future Marvel projects. They go on to write, quote, exclusive, in a move that is sure to rock the Marvel Cinematic Universe's sources tell Deadline that Chris Evans is cleaning the dust off his Captain America attire as he's expected to reprise his role in the MCU in some form. Still vague if the deal has completely closed, but insiders say it's headed in that direction for Evans to return as Steve Rogers, aka Captain America, in at least one Marvel property with the door open for a second film. Sources add it's likely to be a new Captain America installment and more likely to be what Robert Downey Jr. did after Iron Man 3, appearing in films like Captain America Civil War and Spider-Man Homecoming, without having his own franchise. Now back up for just a sec. We know that the Falcon in the Winter Soldier are expected to explore how Sam Wilson gets the shield and becomes his own version of Captain America. And with the old cliche saying, no man in island, it goes no better in the MCU. Every character is tied to a ton of other characters, especially through their trials and tribulations in the Infinity Saga. Steve Rogers being Sam Wilson's best friend and on a course to try to get this shield, it would make sense for him to reach out to his friend occasionally, consult once in a while, and you guys will know from the comics, Old Man Cap is a character. He does come back and fight occasionally with the Avengers. It would make sense for Chris Evans to be around a couple of times, not only for Sam Wilson to be basically a soundboard and a mentor for, but if they really need him to come into the fight, well, he's still capable even at his old age. We also had a rumor for Disney Plus that there would be a Nomad series. Typically, the Nomad mantle in the MCU, not Ronin, held by Hawkeye, but the Nomad mantle has been worn by a ton of characters, namely Captain America. And a lot of people pointed to that time in between Civil War and Infinity War as Captain America basically going Nomad. And since we're getting some of that series, during Black Widow, it could be that some events took place in between that time when we lost track of Cap that need to set the stage for what happens in the future of the MCU. That's what the point of that Nomad series could be, and that's the place Steve Rogers could most likely show up, as well as signing this contract to leave his door open for Old Man Cap reappearances so that when we finally get to Secret Wars down the road, they can bring him back, and they might as well. We all love Steve Rogers. Old Man Cap would be awesome to see in the MCU alongside Sam Wilson's iteration of Captain America. The more caps, the merrier, so to speak. And it is interesting that this breaks literally the day before WandaVision goes live, one of the Avengers getting their own show. And now here we go, Captain America news. 
all over again. Hopefully this doesn't become like the Robert Downey Jr. story where we report on it once every three months until we get confirmation of which series it is. But of course, as we get the updates and reports, we're going to bring them to you guys. Let me know all your thoughts down below. How hype are you guys for Chris Evans, Steve Rogers, Captain America return? And which project do you think he's most likely to show up in along the way if it is on his way? to his own Nomad series. I am all ears, let me know down in the comments below. And quickly, let's get into the giveaway stuff before I let you go. We're still giving away a PlayStation 5 at 800,000 subscribers and announcing a ton of new Marvel prizes tomorrow to coincide with the release of WandaVision. If you want to be entered to win, all you have to do, hit the subscribe button because you need to be a subscriber, then leave a comment down below because it's truly random. The more videos you comment on, the better chance you have of winning. In order to best keep up with the videos, make sure you hit the notification bell with notifications turned on. And of course, if you enjoyed today's video and the content here at the channel, please, as always, hit the like button. My name's Michael Roman. This is Everything Always. You can find me over on Instagram at I am Fires, on Twitter at I am Fires, over on Spotify under All Fires, and streaming on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash novellin. Thanks for checking out the channel, guys, and stick around. We'll be posting again real, real soon, including a complete breakdown of the upcoming WandaVision. Welcome back. This is going to be my new Marvel Phase 4 video. Chris Evans is coming back as Captain America. That's right. You saw the announcement this morning. He is coming back for more Marvel Phase 4 movies in live action and for some other stuff in the Disney Plus series. So I'll explain what that is. We know about most of it. And then there's some rumors about some other stuff that I'll talk about during the video too. But if you're new to the channel, be sure to subscribe to get all the videos. We're finally in 2021. We're finally going to be able to see some actual Marvel movies, hopefully in theaters later this year. I'm also doing a Disney Plus giveaway for memberships because WandaVision is starting later tonight. That's right, episodes dropping at midnight, so I'll explain that at the end of the video too. 
But the big news of the day, Chris Evans is finally coming back as Captain America. Marvel Phase 4 movies, Disney Plus series, Deadline broke the news this morning. He's finalizing the details about which movies exactly and which series it would be for and which versions of Captain America he would be playing. But Cap is back. The funny thing about this too is that this is confirmed to be legit. This is actually happening. But because Chris Evans has gotten so sassy on his Twitter account, he's doing that funny Marvel thing where they pretend like they have no idea what's going on. What? Me coming back? I don't know what you're talking about. What do we have here? So just to be clear, that's him messing around. If you remember, they did a She-Hulk announcement. Tatiana Maslany is going to be their version of She-Hulk. Kevin Feige announced her as the character at the big Disney Plus investor meeting. But when people asked her directly, she claimed that she was not going to be that character, even though the director of the series was congratulating her on her Twitter account. So even when news like this is real, you'll get a lot of the Marvel actors pretending like it's not real. But I, I figure a couple years, I, I can't stay away. I know this obviously raises a ton of questions about which version of Captain America he's going to be coming back as because right after Avengers Endgame, that was the first thing that people asked him because he shows up as old man Cap in the Avengers Endgame ending scene, passing the shield to Falcon. So people are like, are you never going to play Captain America again? And very publicly, he and Robert Downey Jr. announced their retirement, quote unquote, or soft retirement from the Marvel movies. So the really important thing during that interview is that he said it's never a hard no. Robert Downey Jr. has been a little more adamant about what's happening with the future of the Iron Man character, but I'll address that too because Marvel is also trying to get him to come back as Iron Man in future projects the same way they're trying to get Chris Evans to come back. It's just that the Chris Evans stuff is going to be happening first. So the next big Captain America story is actually going to be during Falcon and Winter Soldier episodes. We're going to see those in March in just a little while. But that's basically continuing the story from this moment in the Avengers Endgame ending scene. Falcon using the shield and what happens next after this. The way Anthony Mackie explained it is that he's actually not taking the mantle of Captain America. He's still going to be a version of Falcon, but he will eventually have the shield. But a lot of the Falcon and Winter Soldier episodes is a sort of battle for the throne, battle for the shield, a bunch of different competing versions of Captain America, people who wore the mantle in the comics. They did the same thing in the Batman comics with Battle for the Cowl. Who is going to become the next Batman? But the first big project that we actually know about him coming back for, most of you probably guessed it already, is the Marvel What If episodes, because those are actually going to be dropping in this summer. They're doing 10 episodes of What If. During that, he'd be playing multiple different versions of Steve Rogers and Captain America. It's an animated series, so he'd just be doing the voiceover for those versions of the character. But the very first episode of that is literally, what if Captain America became Iron Man and what if Peggy Carter became Captain Britain? It'll basically be the Captain America First Avenger episode of What If. Like, what if those events turned out differently? So you have Chris Evans doing the voice of skinny Steve Rogers, but he winds up wearing an Iron Man suit built by Howard Stark that looks like a giant tank because this is World War II. Then after that, Captain America appears in other episodes of What If and Present Day is the regular version of Captain America. You also have the zombie Captain America version in the Marvel Zombies episode of What If, which seems like it's based on one of the Avengers movies, I believe. Just given that Winter Soldier in this scene has his vibranium arm and his costume from Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame. You have to picture Chris Evans in the booth for that one. Give us your best zombie voice. After that is the live action Marvel Phase 4 movies and the bigger Disney Plus series in live action. So the movies that they're saying he's coming back for would be like him doing the Iron Man thing in Spider-Man Homecoming. Robert Downey Jr. was really only in that movie for like 10 minutes. The marketing made it seem like it was Iron Man Homecoming, though. There were so many memes when that movie came out. But it was just meant to be a larger Avengers guest spot inside a big crossover movie. 
The most likely Marvel Phase 4 movie right now that that would be for is Doctor Strange 2 Multiverse of Madness because one of the major rumors that might wind up coming true is that he'd be coming back as an alternate universe version of Captain America in a cameo scene. So he'd still look like the young version of Captain America with the super soldier serum. He'd look like young Chris Evans in present day, but he'd cameo as a version of the nomad Captain America character from the comics. If you don't remember the Nomad character, that was just the name that he took briefly after he stopped being Captain America. He grew disillusioned with the government and didn't want to wear the mantle for a short period. They kind of referenced that in the movies after Captain America Civil War. At the beginning of Avengers Infinity War, when they're doing the Cap's Secret Avengers thing and they show up to save Vision and Scarlet Witch from the Black Order, you notice he's got the roughed up version of his old Avengers costume. The star isn't there. The Avengers logos have been removed. This was kind of meant to be a reference to his nomad identity from the comics when he wasn't wearing the mantle. But if he winds up in Doctor Strange 2 Multiverse of Madness, we'd see a more literal version of that. A couple years ago when they first announced the movie, Kevin Feige confirmed that we'd be seeing alternate versions of major Avengers characters. The question is just going to be which Avengers wind up crossing over as alternate universe versions of themselves. There have been so many rumors about the cast list, and yes, I have seen the IMDb page. No, I do not believe that all these people are actually in the movie. Anyone can edit an IMDb page and add people to this, so don't assume that all these people are actually in the movie. The other Marvel movies he may cross over during would be like Avengers 5 as Old Man Cap in present day. They're not going to reverse or take back this version of Captain America. They're not going to try and throw this under the bus. And then potentially in the Disney Plus series, we'd see him cameo as part of Falcon's story continuing with the S.H.I.E.L.D. in the future. And because they're doing the Nick Fury Avengers Secret Invasion Disney Plus series, you have scrolls impersonating people. That's just another place that they can bring him back for younger Captain America stuff. Steve Rogers, you have scrolls impersonating him briefly. So you get to have your young Captain America in present day without walking back old man Cap and everything that happened with that character. It'd be like a version of Loki making himself look like Captain America in that funny Thor the Dark World scene. Oh, this is much better. Whoa. The costume's been much. So tight. With the confidence, I can feel the righteousness surging. Hey, you want to have a rousing discussion about truth, honor, patriotism? God bless America. The other thing the Russo brothers and the writers of Avengers Endgame hinted at was that Marvel might tell the story of Captain America returning the Infinity Stones in the future at some point. Like you actually see him on his mission to return all the Infinity Stones and Thor's hammer. He took that back to the events of Thor of the Dark World. And right after this moment here, the way the Russos and Marvel explained it, Old Man Cap just quietly retires and stays off the radar short term. But in the comics, Old Man Cap also winds up becoming the new Nick Fury for a brief period. The whole thing with Robert Downey Jr. is they're also trying to get him to come back to do the same thing as Chris Evans, like provide voiceover role for a lot of the Marvel Phase 4 series. So you have the Iron Man Armor Wars Disney Plus series with War Machine that they just announced. They're trying to get him to come back to do some voiceover for that. And the Ironheart series as the AI digital version of Iron Man because he downloads a version of his consciousness so you basically get the Jarvis version of Iron Man in those series. So everyone post all your theories and your predictions for what they do with Chris Evans in future Marvel movies and Robert Downey Jr. as well coming back as Iron Man. What's going to happen next because WandaVision is releasing at midnight tonight is my episode one and episode two video will post on Friday just like normal. The episode videos will be every Friday just like the Mandalorian episodes I did. While you wait for everything, click here for that brand new Black Panther teaser and learn what's going on with the story and click here for that brand new WandaVision episode one scene in X-Men Easter eggs. Thank you so much for watching, everyone stay safe, and I'll see you in the next video.